Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. I trust my father. So let him take you on some detours. This is a walk of faith with God. It's a little bit sobering, but I think it's important for us to say. Are you secretly obsessed or idolizing progress? Be dogmatic on the destination, but flexible on the journey. Victory is in every single step. I lit up with joy in the moment. And I know that if he's allowing this, it's developing and building something inside of me. Because God knows you cannot enter the next phase with parts of you that are still Egypt. Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk We're the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything that you've been called to be We're your co-hosts Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell And we're going to get straight into it Now, we've been in this series called I'm Tired of Success. We've been exploring these reasons why success is exhausting or daunting to us. And in the last episode, we talked about this simple yet profound idea that is still blowing my mind even when Donovan said this phrase. Maybe one of the reasons you're tired of success is that your joy tank is low. Yeah, man. Father God, I need to say that again. Maybe one of the reasons that you're tired of success is that your joy tank is low. Donovan, when you said this crazy phrase, I've nearly jumped out of my seat. What do you mean when you say your joy tank is low? Or why do you see that joy is a necessary fuel when it comes to our success? Man, when I first heard that word joy and I really started to understand what it means, I heard the verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I knew in that moment that there was some kind of connection between joy, my strength, my endurance, my ability to be able to patient and God being pleased with me. And I started really unpacking those things. And I recognized that joy is the type of fuel, a a type of fuel that keeps us going on this, whatever we're pursuing, whatever thing that we're trying to obtain. This joy is so important to that. It is the fuel. And I think that it takes us celebrating ourselves along the journey. And I think it takes us putting intentional things in our day-to-day life and our day-to-day routine to keep us in remembrance of why we're doing it that helps us not to be led away by our ambition. This is something I teach to all my, my, my clients is that your ambition can lead you away from your creator if you're not intentional. Wow. And I think that that's the part for a lot of us. We're just tired of success because we, one, forgot how far we've come. Two, forgot what we're doing it for. Three, we become obsessed with the finish line and we're just forgetting that the whole time. This is a walk of faith with God and that he is sustaining us this whole time. And it's so many things that if we're present to the moment, we'll see how victory is in every single step. And that realization is a fuel we need to keep pushing forward and not become exhausted in the process. Yikes, man, I heard that 100%. I have heard every single word you said. I mean, I remember in this last episode that we had, I mentioned this Bob Goff book called Living Grace, Walk in Love. This is a book that my bandmate in Pentatonix, Matt Lee, introduced to me. And he showed me this phrase from the book. God gave the wise men a direction, not a bunch of instructions. It wasn't a business trip. It was an adventure, right? There's this, there's this notion that if you believe and trust in God, right, the king of the universe, then you can perceive this journey that you're on in two different ways. On one hand, you can see it as a business trip, right? You're just trying to get from point A to point B. That's all it is, direct. Okay, here we go. Or you could approach it with this childlike wonderment, right? Think of Peter Pan or, or, or Captain Jack Sparrow. Or if you're on a roller coaster, right? You get to the top and now you don't know what twists or turns are about to come your way. 
but you believe that you're going to enjoy and going to be blown away by this wild ride that you're on and you're still going to reach your destination. Right, D? Uh, a part of us, yes. And that's the part we're trying to develop today. The part of you that is not only optimistic, but is that that craves the adventure. That's the part we're speaking to today because there is there is a side of us the carnal side of us like, no, turn this thing around. I want to go back home. I don't want, I want to abandon this cause. And that's the part of us that usually drains us, that, that fear or that pessimistic personality. And today we're going to speak to the other side of us that directly impacts our faith and our optimism to know that God has never failed us and that wherever he's called us to, he's going to provide and sustain and that we will see victory every step along the way. Absolutely. So listen, if you want to go back and hear some of the first points that we made, go back to the previous episode. But we're going to continue on this journey with the joy tank is low. Now, one of the things we've talked about on this podcast is that God is the greatest coach, right? Sometimes with coaches, they may take you a little bit on a detour. Mm. So that's why Mm. this next point is a little bit sobering, but I think it's important for us to say. Yeah. Sometimes... Detours may be necessary yes. to bring out joy and success. Yeah. And I think that the part that we need to highlight on that is that the detour is about development. The coach is watching you perform in whatever he's called you to do or whatever she has called you to do. And they're recognizing, hey, I know this was a plan, but I'm going to go a different direction because there's something that needs to be developed. And it's our submission our submission to our coach, our submission to our Lord and Savior, our submission to God that shows that I trust you with all of me to bring the best of me out. So I think it's important. I love the way you analogize that by making it into a coach situation because those detours are because of direct observation of what you're doing and he knows where he's taking you. And he's like, I'm gonna work on this so that when you get there, you can properly steward it. Man, completely. Like, have you ever heard this term Be dogmatic on the destination, but flexible on the journey. I love it. Tell me about it. Let's go. Well, I heard this term from Jeff Bezos, where he said he knew where he was trying to take Amazon. He knew the end goal that he had for his company. But to get there, there were different side roads that they were going to have to take to be able to get to that end goal. And it was frustrating because it took a lot longer, right? But on those detours, on those side roads... That's where he was able to learn key ideals, and those were teaching moments for him to be able to continuously grow his company. So I feel like God does the same thing. There are times where God takes us on a detour because he knows there's a teaching moment that is necessary for us. Give you an example. If you look at the Israelites, right? The ancient Israelites, the ancient Hebrews, God calls them out of Egypt to go into a promised land. But now they get to the border of the promised land. And unfortunately, because they don't trust God at his word of his promise, he says, look, because you disobeyed me, because you didn't listen to me, because you didn't hear and enjoy the promise that I had for you, I'm now going to have to take you on a 40 year detour through the wilderness and you cannot enter the land. Now, that's a sobering moment, right? God is saying, I wish you had listened to me. But there's a teaching moment for the second generation, the children of those that could not go in. He said, those children are able to go into the promised land. So now God has an opportunity to teach them, trust me at my word. 
focus on me. I am true and I am good. And now these children, this second generation has an opportunity to enjoy the promised land. Donovan, that's such a sobering moment, man. I think that the, the thing I'm hearing you say most is that it didn't have to be that way. I don't believe that was God's desire. I believe that desire was a desire. And just like any coach or any parent, any mentor, there's a vision we see in the hope, but then there's a vision we see in the moment. And uh, what I've learned so far is that it was really about getting Egypt out of them because what he, he didn't want them to carry that into the promised place. But that's our choice. Like the struggles of this path oftentimes are self-inflicted. And sometimes the detour is because of our resistance, our hesitation, or our rebellion. It doesn't always have to be that way. And I'm trying to travel the road of least resistance, but not the road of least development. And so I love that you brought that to mind because it does teach us that, you know what, if this is the path that God is allowing me to go down, let me fully embrace this instead of bucking up against it. Because I know that it's for my development, because I know that every good gift comes from God. So I need to trust him even in this, even if it doesn't make sense. Because if I don't trust him, that is another way that I'm going to totally exhaust myself trying to figure out how to do this without him. And bro, like you're saying, God is the coach. He sees the whole picture in mind. And I can't tell you how many times because of my own stubbornness and my own ego where I just completely resist him. And so many times God says, you're you're delaying the thing that I'm trying to give you. You're delaying all the things that I want to put inside of you because of that stubbornness or because of that ego. And we all do it. But this is why I have to be so much better in implementing this verse, right? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And get this. It is. And lean not on your own understanding. I love In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path yeah come on man i mean just when you when you when you sit with that when you sit with that all your heart and that makes me think like along this journey for every high performer these heart checks these day-to-day check-ins with yourself and with god is that's exactly what's happening is all your heart in this are you secretly obsessed or idolizing progress because if you are, that's going to damper the enjoyment you're going to have along the process. That's going to dampen the, 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 the fulfillment you're going to have. It's going to affect the outcome of all this. And I love that God is so good that he will hold us in a place or detour us for our own best interest until our whole heart. Because, because God knows you cannot enter the next phase with parts of you that are still Egypt, if you will. The parts wow. of you that are still <laughs> the old wow. you. God is trying to bring a new thing inside of you. And it takes a lot of humility to trust God, right? We've said this so many times. His ways are higher than ours. That's why we have to trust the coach in everything he's saying, everything he's doing, because we do not want to detour or delay, right? It's like how people say so many times, right? You're on a, on a diet or you're on a, on a weight loss journey. We feel like there are so many ways that we can hack this thing. And I wish there were because, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out every single day. But God says there's a tried and true path to this. Yeah. Every single time you try to do something that's a little bit counterintuitive or, or different from what I've said for when it comes to the tenets of health, you're delaying this. I hope you know. Or you're going to get there and not be the healthiest version of you because you did it a different way that's not my way. 
You know, it's crazy that, you know, the phrase that they've been saying over the last few years is that there's an app for that. There's an <laughs> app for that. Whatever it is, there's an app for that. Right. I believe that with God, there's a path for that. There's Woo! a path for that. Whatever wonderful, righteous, positive, healthy thing you're trying to achieve in this life, there's a path for that. And God has that path, specific path for you. And I think that goes back to, I love the mentors and the gurus who are out there giving these tips and these advices, but not every one of them is going to work for you because there's certain things about your uniqueness that need to be addressed that nobody knows but God. And that's why we talk about putting your faith and trust in God for Amen. success. There's a path for that. Whatever you're trying to achieve, there's a path for that. And remember, the path that we talk about with God, the Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and he adds no toil with it. So the path we're talking about is the one that doesn't require you to sell your soul, doesn't require you to compromise your health or to damage your relationship with the people you care about to achieve it. Amen. There's a path for that. And God wants to show you that path, but seek him with your whole heart so that he can reveal it to you. Man, there's a path for that. Y'all could take that one to the books. Yikes, that's good, right? So there are detours that happen because of our own accord, but that's a teaching moment. I also think that there are detours that maybe sometimes they're not exactly about you. I... Like, and God is very um, acquainted, if I will, with this, right? If you look, there's a story in Mark where okay. Jesus is trying to help this man named Jairus. His daughter is sick, so Jesus walks with him to his house. Now, there's a crowd around them, and on the way to his house, there's a woman who has been bleeding for years who believes in faith that if he just touches the garments of Jesus, of the Savior, she can get healed. And she does exactly that. But you have to look at Jesus' response. This is interesting. This is Mark 5, 30 through 34. At once... Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go mm -hmm. in peace and be freed from your suffering. Mm -hmm. D, this is a detour from Jesus's plans, right? He's going to this house and it doesn't sound like Jesus was even planning on stopping because he was even amazed by the occurrence. So what are you hearing in this story when it comes to detours? Okay, so we just finished talking about this and I think this just hit me just now. Was it really a detour for him? Ooh. Because if, you're, if your purpose and your desire is to please God and obey God and appreciate things he's already done, you're kind of sensitive to the moment, to wherever God is leading you. And I think that the detour is really to get you off of your path and back on God's path. And I think that Jesus has given us a prime example of his desire was never, he was never obsessed with progress or getting to the next healing or doing the next miracle. If you look at the, the, the history of Jesus, it was always about, I only want to do what the Father tells me to do. I only want to say what the Father tells me to say. And I think that when we experience a detour, it's to get back in that same vein that Jesus was in as it pertained to his mission on earth, to get back in alignment with what the Father is telling you to say and the Father is telling you to do. And so I'm like, think maybe it wasn't a detour for him. Maybe it was an example for us to recognize that it wasn't about getting to Jairus' house first and then doing this new miracle. It was about being so present 
to what God was saying in that moment, that we wouldn't bypass what was required of us, what was needed of us, what we've been called to right now. So focus on where we're trying to get to next. Well, see, this is now extremely interesting because I think in the high performance world, right, we're trying to be high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature, right? Yeah, man. Sometimes for people who are in this go, go, go culture, you may see stopping as your detour because you're not getting to your destination quick enough, fast enough. You're having to look around and see somebody else's plight or see somebody else's hardship. But God, I'm supposed to say focus on my path and go where I'm supposed to go. Mm. So do we call that a detour? Like Donovan said, we may have to recontextualize when these things happen. Think about when you, <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Donovan, when I'm on the plane and sometimes I'm trying to get my work done and then somebody wants to have a conversation with me, I'm like, I don't want to be in this. I don't want, I'm just trying <laughs> to focus on my work. But yeah, me having man. this conversation with this person, I have made such great friends that have now poured right. life into me or right. I've learned something from that conversation that yes, it wasn't my specific path in terms of trying to get my work done on the plane, but I got something out of that that was so helpful, right? Because this whole journey that we're on, if you look at God, he was not only present, but he was also other-centered, which we've always talked about with love. Love is at the heart of God's people. And if we're going to be successful, rooted in love, right? Higher yeah. values, if we're going to be high performers, higher values. This must be our heart posture as well, Man. right? Because it says right here, Colossians 3, 23 through 24, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Yeah, man. This, this, is, this is the part. This is the part. What is it all for? Is it for the fame? Is it for the accolades? Is it, is it to impress other people? Or is it really just to honor God with this life? I mean, that is what it comes down to. That's what it takes to realign yourself. Because if you're doing it to impress the next person, the person on the plane trying to talk to you is going to be sent from Satan. You are a distraction. Get thee behind me, Satan. And God is saying, wow, wow. Like just in this moment, you, 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 you have such little faith in me to, to make sure you're good for where you're going that you can't sit in this moment and be the light. If we look throughout Bible, even when Peter was walking on water, Jesus like, oh, ye of little faith. What did you become so obsessed with in that moment that stopped you from doing what got you to that moment? And then I, I'm guilty, bro. I'm guilty. God has put me on a path. I've obeyed him. I've been traveling. I've been doing my thing. And all of a sudden I start thinking about, oh man, I really got to. And that's where I start stepping out of faith. Speaking about what I got to do, what the industry is expecting of me. I got 2 million followers. How do I keep them? No, you've got here by faith. You keep walking this thing out by faith. This is why we continue to say faith in God for success because we understand the temptations along the way that we try to now occupy. We start to, we understand the temptations along the way to put your faith in a new thing. Whatever you now, or now have acquired, any kind of fame, any kind of accolades, any kind of influence, don't let that become your Lord. Man, I'm even thinking as a parent, right? The, the only thing that your children want from you when they're young is your time. If you're focused so much on all of these other things that you have to do for your success, for your career, for, for, for making it, right? And I'm speaking to myself right now. 
then you see spending time sometimes with your children as a detour. Mm. What mm. if that's exactly where God's called you to be completely present mm. and not see them as a detour, not see them as a stopping in your path, but more, but more as an enriching experience on this adventure of life. Maybe they're going to teach you something from their childlike yes. faith. Maybe they're going to teach you something from their childlike wonderment that you need because we're old and crusty and we can't see things like children sometimes. You never know who God's going to use, man. He Oof. might use that person on the corner that's asking for a dollar. He might use the lady behind you at the grocery store. You never know who he's going to use. He, he might use the cop that's pulling you over. But because you have this pre-designed wow. or you have this... Yeah, you have this pre-wiring in your mind to now I need to get in defense mode and I need to be angry because I'm getting pulled over. Like you are separating yourself from the blessing that could be present in that moment. That's and just good. for a pause for a moment, Kevin, I was just thinking to myself, what if this whole podcast is not for the audience that we're targeting or the advertisers? What if this whole podcast is for in 20 years, Kaya to be able to look at what her dad did? And she is the only high performer that's ever impacted by this podcast. What if, what if all this taking this time, redoing episodes, what if it's for her? It's just the thought of that. I'm sure it blesses your heart. But that's the kind of intention that God wants us to walk in because Jesus walked in such an intention with God that the story about this lady with the 12 year issues of blood is being told so much later. So much, so much time has passed between when that miracle happened and now, and we're still talking about it. What if this thing that God has asked you to be present to that you're resistant to is the very thing that's going to be a major part of your legacy? Jesus, man. I mean, he left the 99 for the one. Come on, man. How much are we leaving the 99 for our one? Even if that looks like a detour, even if it looks like it's not influential, even if it looks like it's inconsequential. Come on. Yeah, man. Maybe that's exactly where God's calling us to be. So take those detours. Let the detours happen. It may teach you something. You may gain something from it that is so much more of a blessing, not just for yourself, but for your legacy and the Come legacy on, that God is trying to bring out through you. Mm. Yeesh. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> was well, it really a detour or was this just part of the call? I don't know. I feel like Stay we were on a call. detour. That was just so inspirational to me, man. Come on, man. So we just talked Dude. about this when it comes to joy tank is low. Sometimes detours may be necessary to bring about joy and success. This mm. last point, oh, this one still got me. Joy was meant for you in the hard times. Mm. Joy was meant for you. In the hard times. Let's go to these verses. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Romans 5, 3 through 5. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Donovan, Mm. yo, how do we have joy in the hard times? What are you hearing in these verses, man? 
I think that the joy comes before the hard times and it's there when you need it. Woo! I think this is this is this is why we stay on the path with God because we're picking up things along the way of our walk of faith and obedience. And when the hard times come, it don't hit us the same, bro. There's a verse in the Bible that says that we don't mourn like people who have no hope. We don't go through situations like people who have no God. When hard times hit, they usually hit us in our memory bank. We start to forget what God has already done. We start to forget who we are. We start to forget what we're capable of when we put our faith in God. But it, the closer your relationship to God and to faith and to your relationship with God is along this journey, when hard times hit, it's almost like you're not shaking in that area anymore. And so you have this sturdiness and this groundedness when hard times hit to combat it. Like, no, I don't care. I've, I've been in situations like this before and I've seen God come through. And that's why I feel like joy is there for when the hard times or the challenging times or the unfamiliar times come or when God calls you into unfamiliar territory, you're not beginning to worry or wonder if he's still good and if I'm still capable and if I'll and if it will all be worth it. You're so acclimated to these truths because of how aligned you stayed along the way that the challenges don't have a chance to take you out. All they can do is help you develop and become even deeper rooted in your faith. Oh man, that is so good. It provides like the right contextualization when you're working with God for those trials. Literally, as you were talking, I was bringing up these verses. I got to bring up more right now because this is blowing my mind. Luke 12, 29 through 31. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. Another one, Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And 2 Corinthians 2, 19. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Bro, what you're saying Right. As young professionals, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as people with families, as people with businesses. Right. There's a difference between faith in God and faith in culture, faith in ourselves, faith in our abilities. Right. Yeah. God is asking to partner with us so that you can impact your world, your community, your sphere of influence. But you have to undergo certain coaching by God and you get to know that God, who is the greatest coach is right by your side so if you trust god in these difficult times or in these weak spots he said that i will help you undergo strict training we've talked about this in the inaugural episode but i'm doing this so that i can bring out something in you that is complete where you lack nothing that you can fully and truly enjoy the fruits of your labor God's doing that for you. That's the difference between culture and faith in God. You won't lack anything. You'll still have joy in these hard times, understanding why God is putting you through it in the first place. And the joy is the fuel, is what we're trying to remind oh, ourselves yeah. and you of today. That so is good. why we're getting exhausted because worry is heavy. Worry drains you. Worry pulls you down. And I have, I have a challenging time using the word hard, hard times. Because I know that they're really just there for my development. So I just call them unfamiliar. But when I look at it, again, the point is joy was meant for you in the hard times. Don't worry. Remember, 
that is what helps me the most to stay fueled and motivated. Don't worry, remember. And when I look at it from that standpoint, I recognize that God has been, God is, and God will always be all that I need. He will make sure that I have everything I need along the way. That is a promise. And this is one of the main distinctions between putting your faith in God and putting your faith in other things, putting your faith in in self or in stuff, because nothing else is going to be as consistently faithful as God. You can't put, there is no, nothing else is going to guarantee you like God and that is why we're saying, look, there's, there's many paths out there, but what we're talking about to experience holistic success is to put your faith in God because his impeccable track record for all those who have put their faith in him. Yikes, bro. Okay. You, oh, my head is spinning in a million miles an hour. Like I, I need to give this example, an example that happened during Christmas time with my daughter, Kaya, when she was just learning how to crawl. Now, remember there's that verse, the righteous man falls seven times and gets up again seven times, right? It's a proverb. All right. This is literally my daughter, right? Now, I decided during Christmas time when she was learning how to crawl to stand a few feet away from her and I asked her to come to me. Now, it must have taken her a good five minutes for her to finally come to me because every few steps she would fall on her face. But if you saw me, I lit up with joy in the moment because as the father, this is good. I saw her get up, look into my face and crawl towards me. That's Mm. why I almost feel like failing forward is an inevitable step because you Mm. have to remember I asked her father was the one who called her to me. I knew she was going to fall. I knew she was going to trip. And I still called her. That's why I feel like absent of God, when you fall, once again, you have nobody to look up to but yourself. But when you're partnering with God, there's a joy knowing that you get to look up and he's still cheering you on. So whether it's personal failings, whether you sinned against God, or maybe you have failings in business— We're not excusing sin and failings is going to happen. But maybe God doesn't see it the same way that you do. Maybe God sees you like a father and says, I'm not judging you. Sin no more. Get up and keep coming to me. I'm the one that placed that unique call in you. I know you're going to fall. Keep walking towards me. Man, in my in my history as a personal trainer, it's crazy how many times I would make people intentionally fall and get back up as a part of the exercise. Wow. As a part of building, there's burpees that no one likes, but burpees are incredibly beneficial to the body. People don't like squats. Why am I squatting down for no reason? Because the squat actually helps you stand and walk and run. And if you look at what the squat is, the squat is what happens when someone goes low and has to get back up. And they do it over and over again. But that that movement develops a muscle, a very specific muscle that's needed for walking and running and carrying on and, and all these kind of maneuvers that we're doing. It just it blesses my heart just to just to hear that, because most people will, will look at Kaya and say, well, where is your God now? Where is your father now? He keeps letting you fall. It's like, first of all, I know my father is right here. And if he's allowing this to happen, it's for a development that I'm aware of or maybe not aware of. 
Where's your God at now? You're, you're, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the second week of the month and you haven't paid your rent yet. Where's your God at now? Your relative's been in a hospital for a month. Where's your God at now? The situation hasn't turned around for your good. I trust my father. And I know that if he's allowing this, it's developing and building something inside of me. Don't let the hard times make you question God's goodness. Don't let those hard, challenging times make you question who he's shown you that he is over and over again. Let those outside voices come in and disrupt your faith and get you to put your faith in something else. I'll tell you a personal story right now. People have often highlighted how confident I am. Like Mm. he really knows who he is, but they don't understand how I got that way. Wow. It was through all the rejection that God allowed me to face in life. So many people told me no. And, and when, I, when I felt like I was qualified, closed doors is in my face and wouldn't partner with me and all different kinds of things. And it was something that happened after I accumulated so many rejection letters that I looked at them and I, I thought about how did they really impact me? What, what did they really stop? Nothing. Hmm. Wow. But what did they start? They started me on a path of creativity on a whole nother level because then I started looking at just because they said no doesn't mean that I still can't get there. And it, it, it pushed me to be more creative. You know, as creatives, we say an obstacle is just an opportunity to be more creative. And so when I started being more creative, then it made me look at myself and say, like, goodness, God has really made me really creative. There hasn't been one thing that's been able to stop me yet. And so ultimately, all these rejections caused me to look at myself differently, which made me have more confidence, which started as self-confidence, which turned into God confidence. Wow. And it, and it helped me to really see myself in a new light. And God's like, now you see how wonderfully and beautifully I've made you, but Absent those rejections, absent those hardships, you wouldn't even seen yourself the right way. Shit. Wow. Joy was meant for you in the hard times. Because if you contextualize it the way God sees it, just like Donovan said in that story, you're going to see that God put so much more inside of you than meets the eye. You deserve to be resilient because God said that you were worth it. God said that you deserve by his grace to achieve and accomplish everything that is called for you. So let him take you on some detours. Let him train you hard so that when you rise up, you see the stature of person that you are now and you look around and say, wow, God really did a work here. I'm complete. I lack nothing. I'm good. <laughs> Donovan, yo, this episode is insane. Man, you've, oh, I've learned so much. I can't tell you how much I've learned, man. This was, this was a blessing and a, and a privilege It today. was a blessing, 100%, man. Wow. So, so just to recap on these two episodes, your joy tank is low. One, you're focused too hard on the future. That's already guaranteed. Two, you can get joy now. Focus on the present. Three, sometimes detours may be necessary to bring about joy and success. And four, joy was meant for you in the hard times. So for the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this week, Donovan, can you introduce this one for us? 
All right. So this week, the challenge is to create your own joy box. And for those who have subscribed to us on YouTube and you're able to see this video, what I have in front of me is my joy box. So this box was given to me a while ago and it's green and it says joy on it. And that's where I got the idea of a joy box from. So within this box is a treasure. It's a treasure. It's a lot of little trinkets from my journey that whenever I'm having challenging times, I can go into this box, pull out different things. And not only do they remind me of God's faithfulness, they remind me of who he's called me to be in this generation and what I'm capable of when I put my faith in him. Things from loved ones, from my family, things that I've, I've found on the side of the road, things I've just picked up or given to me by strangers. But start to create your own joy box that you can go into and find fuel and be reminded of the things that you need to be reminded of in those challenging times. Because we promise you, this will keep you from being exhausted on this path of success and be invigorated whenever you really want to. Absolutely. So when you make your joy box, take a picture of it and post it on socials. Tag us, Imagine Faith Talk, and also the hashtag Imagine Faith Talk, because we love to see the joy boxes and how you're reminding yourself to get joy now when your joy tank is low. We love you all. And remember, as we always say, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you next time. Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. It wasn't given to you to sit inside of you. If you just focused on doing the work, it just goes by so fast. We're trying to get from A to Z when God says, I need you to get from A to B first. Just be who you are and trust and believe. We're trying to align ourselves with the king just like you are. This is why we leverage our faith in God for holistic success. Without the work, what do you have? Have impact within first. Is it being... In kinetic faith with God, amazing. Come along on this ride as we learn more about how to be a high performer God's way. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.